Hello and welcome to a Mall Life Podcast. This is Dave. And this is Don. And we're just excited to be back here talking mall shop and some of the great stories and times that we've had in the mall business. And, uh, and you know, to, uh, today we're gonna, uh, we've actually been able to connect with the last several days or the last several podcasts. Um, we've, we've been able to connect with your mentor again and my dad got to come on again, uh, which is just exciting to hear just the crazy stories that those bring from, from yesteryears and, uh, and some, of the, some of just the fun that they get to have in, the, in those old businesses. Um, and, but today we're going to welcome back our fourth time repeated guest, first ever to get to four and still holding the highest single episode download uh, in our record, uh, our Mr. David. Hello, everybody. Welcome well, back. It's great to be back, and I'm excited to, uh, for our next adventures. We, we do love the sound of your voice, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because you've had radio experience. I wouldn't call it experience, but I, I've been on the radio. Oh, well, you, you've, got, you've got a great radio voice. You know, video killed the radio star, right? No, I'm just kidding. That would be the Buggles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keyboardist and later became uh, Hans Christian uh, Zimmerman from all your Star Wars stuff. Oh, so. fantastic. That's amazing. Um, but, but as last time we when we kicked off our, our podcast, we were actually talking about um, with, with you, David, on site on here was we were talking about uh, stores – that we had previously experienced, and that then uh, went away, you know, and that was like Lerner and Waldorf, all these different ones that we what was Woolworths or whatever the ones were. Um, but I thought today, since we're kind of going back into memory lane here, we could start with um, we could start with uh, food courts, you know, because really we've all become foodies in, in, since. Uh, since the on, onset of Instagram, and uh, we all love blue corn tortilla duck tacos. Uh, so, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, so, you know, and you're like, well, I didn't even know there was blue corn that existed. There does, and it's amazing. But, but now, originally, I if, if I remember the history correctly, it's that um, food courts were originally called food bazaars. Now, maybe you don't remember that, Don. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but I they were just – they've – they had this, you know, we, we've trained the, the general public to call them what we want to call them, you right. know. Um, and so the Food Bazaar was kind of this first ever foray into, into having multiple food choices in a single location that you could come and experience. And, uh, and it became later known as the Food Court. So I'd love to, to kind of walk down some lane. Do you guys remember some of the, you know, some tenants that you remember being in a food court? I mean... I mean, right now, the ubiquitous one in, in America is that if you have a good food court, you have a Panda Express. I mean, because that's like American panda meat, you know? It's just, it's just delicious. <laughs> well, uh, you can tell by looking at me, food has been a big part of Food's my life. Been a part of your life. I can still remember the first Orange Julius I had and which mall I had it at. And at that time, it was one of the largest malls in America, and that mall didn't last 10 years. Really? Yeah, it was outside of Waukegan, Illinois, between Waukegan and Gurney. Huh. And uh, I think it's a community college now. Well, higher and better use, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, orange, so Orange Julius. Orange Julius is a classic. Now, that that one now still exists, right, because it's part of the Dairy Queen, uh, you know, uh, Warren Buffett uh, world. Um, but they started as – now, did you get it from a kiosk or was it in the food court? Do you remember uh, it was that? Actually, it was actually in a food court. It, well, okay. actually, it was an inline. It oh. wasn't in the food had court. The, had but, the side seating? But, but, you know, what's funny is, yeah. uh, you know, over time, we've seen uh, – uh, I mean, I think at one time we had a mall – uh, when I was uh, vice president, that had four pretzel places in the same mall. 
Oh, uh, well, three of them were my, the same. My mall has three at the current time, yeah. and they all are successful. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what? All exist, the, the funny thing is, they're actually good pretzels too. But originally, the, you remember uh, Hot Sam, which was the original oh, yeah. mall right, pretzel. Yeah. It's gone. Which was basically the same frozen crappy ones you get at ballparks now <laughs> right. and stuff. Where they <laughs> those that was the Hot Sam. How was the frozen the, the, ballpark my, ones? My uh, that was my wife's favorite food when uh, our do- she was pregnant with our daughter Sarah. That was something. She wanted a hot Sam and that uh, fake cheese oh. that you well, have. I, I, that I, have to, I have to give your wife kudos because that fake cheese is delicious. I don't know what it is about it, but <laughs> don't watch it in the beginning. Just when it lumps out of the can, yeah. When it comes in, you squish it out of there. It looks much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's nice yeah. and warm and, yeah. and, and, and smooth, then it feels good. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hot Sam, Orange Julius. What about? Uh, let's see. What else? You know, you, Dave, you were mentioning something earlier. What's one that you remember? Well, there, was, there was caramel corn with a K. Oh, uh, yeah. Hot dog on a stick. It's around, but, I mean, it was, like, the big deal. It was so the hot stuff, dog on yeah. A stick yeah. With a funny girl in the hat. Yep. Banging the head, <laughs> just killing the lemonade. Yeah, uh, making the lemonade. In the background. Which, um, which, which all the marketing managers mm-hmm. always felt bad for her. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. A, the outfit's terrible, and B, you got to make that stuff, too. And, <laughs> then, exactly. um, and there they, was a running joke about them on uh, Big Bang Theory, if you have Yes. Them, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to look that they, one they up. They were an icon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they were definitely yeah, an icon. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then they had. Uh, cafeteria style places like Luby's and Furs uh, were in the malls there too Uh, and uh, I was I started in Texas and that was like a staple like Furs and Luby's was oh yeah that was the big deal yeah Yeah. I was like you had to go there and get your Luann platter well, and, and originally, like, you were able to get the big burger guys. You'd have Wendy's and oh, yeah. McDonald's, oh, Burger yeah. King, Taco Bell. Um, you'd, you'd get Arby's. Arby's actually Arby's. used to have a huge presence in all the food courts. And, and, and I just remember going into spaces that used to be. Arby's, <laughs> so right? Like going, to, oh wow, uh, whoo! This is this would be an Arby's, huh? <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you know, ten chi- years later, you're like, wow, it still looks. I, I can tell like it's Arby's. an Arby's. Yeah, Chick Fil A is was oh, yeah? in most of them except for one around here, for example. But that was a big deal to go to. to oh yeah, you know, you were talking about caramel corn. We had Judy on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, in her mall, the one where I started, there was a caramel corn, and I don't remember if it was actually a caramel corn. Caramel, caramel. I think corn? it was, but. But they always cooked it in small batches, so whenever you walked in the mall, you could smell it because yeah. it was constantly cooking. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they could have made a couple of big batches probably and turned off the kettle, but they kept making it small. And uh, you couldn't help but smell it when you went in. And if you weren't there every day of the week, it smelled good. <laughs> yeah, but then totally. in, in a what I thought was a brilliant move, the same operator leased the corner uh, space on the other corner and started selling hot dogs. Oh. And so... Uh, one of the biggest problems with food is, uh, besides the food cost, which back then it didn't fluctuate as much as what it did now, it was labor. And, of course, the time for hot dogs is different from when people would eat caramel corn. And so he, you could see these two stores across the way. They had an apron that was red on one side and <laughs> green on the other. Oh, awesome. So if they were busy at the other place, you'd get the hand signal. They'd walk out, flip their apron over to the no other way. side, and that's go over. Fantastic. So he controlled his, his operational cost. He was an excellent operator. Oh, that's brilliant. Very smart. Yeah. That's brilliant. And, and like that's I really said, cool. it, th- there was no intercom. There was nothing. You just saw if there was a line was, over there. It was the hand wave. Over I have to tell one other story. It's one of my favorite ones. It's one that I've told uh, many times. I don't think on this, but uh, <clears throat> when I worked for a company out of Chicago, home office was attached to a train station, and there was a coffee shop there. This is before Starbucks was big. 
And, you know, there was a bazillion people that came through every morning, and this coffee shop just had tons and tons of people in line. And so this was probably 20, 25 years ago. This guy was smart enough that he took and set up like five lines in the in front of it and if you were standing in the first line the sign said regular coffee if it was coffee with cream that was the second line and you know whatever he was selling you know the, the top five or the fifth one was everything else so he could look down the aisle and see that there were six people waiting for a plain coffee or there was six people waiting for coffee with cream or there were six people walking for and I don't drink coffee so I don't know but he wow. was able to move so much you know so much faster and then and like I said this was 20 years ago this is when people still paid cash there was no credit cards yeah he came up with uh, he would sell coupons uh, dollar size coupons so you could buy like a hundred of them and so when you got up there, all you had to do was hand him one of those, and you'd, you'd leave that. you walk out. He'd get the dollar back. He could sell it to the next person. And his sales went up tremendously. Oh, wow. I mean, this was orig- that was the original tap and pay. And uh, if, if you think <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, tap it, and pay. Yeah, because when you, you think about lines now at Starbucks and how long people wait, and because I don't drink coffee, I, this always amazes me that they would wait that long. But if you think, if you could look out there at your customers and sort of tell what's going to happen, and and I'm sure they didn't make the kind of drinks they do now, you know, where you're not right. getting a double espresso, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, all the customization yeah. was very simple. <laughs> but still, it was it was just a brilliant plan. And then you think about it too: how many of those dollars that he sold got lost? You know, that never oh, yeah. got yeah. never got redeemed. Exactly. So the one tenth of a cent it talk it cost him to print it now became ninety nine cents a profit. So oh, uh, well, it's yeah. like gift cards now. They say the uh, amount of gift cards not in use every year is just astronomical. Yep. So it's a, it's a it's a way to yeah. well, and what's interesting is is when you when you think about like the standardization of like McDonald's, you know how they standardize the process. You do this and this and this, and you can get the food out in a fairly short order. Like it really streamlines the kitchen operations because, like you said, you can look out there and go, okay, I need three pots because I got more regulars than I do this. I right. do that, and you can just pound them out. Oh, and and pretty, think about pretty it now too. You know, if you're behind anyone paying with cash, you actually get frustrated with them because it slows down the process. <laughs> instead of holding your phone up or tapping a card and go through, and and I know that uh, I, I'd had this told to me years and years ago. Uh, stores like it because there's less shrinkage. Because if you forgot to ring yeah. something up and that money might have accidentally got in your pocket, <laughs> you know they didn't know that it yeah. was sold. Yeah, but when, that, it, when they're tapping. <laughs> Though it, it is interesting, and I, we hadn't talked about this ahead of time, but I do know that there was a bartering system in the in some of the malls I've been oh, with. Oh, I've never heard that. You know, a Burger King was worth two Arby's burgers, <laughs> so or, or or a Chick-fil-A. You know, about if you're if you're working there, you know, you can only eat Arby's so many days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, I, I, but yeah. you go to the Chick-fil-A guy and go, Hey, you want an Arby's? I want a chicken sandwich. <laughs> exactly. You, know, so you start, and and I remember the guy that owned the pretzel. Once we start getting the the real pretzel shops and yeah, the Wetzels, the, the Annie Ann's, the you pretzel maker. Think Hot Sam was a good pretzel, but uh, I remember an owner telling me one time that you know it cost him, you know, eleven cents to make a pretzel. And cool. he said, if an employee breaks, you know, and this was a long time ago, but if an employee you know, robs me blind, what are they going to eat? Two? Unloaded. After a week, they don't even want those two. So they have to take those two and swap them for, a, you know, a Dairy Queen or something. But My, my, mo- my mom was in Italy uh, doing, a, doing a, some service with our church, and she met somebody that worked at the Godiva factory. And they said the rule of the Godiva is you can – when you're at the factory floor, you can eat as much chocolate as you want. Yeah, as much as you want. Have all your, all yours. 
And she said most of the people that she talked to that met that worked at the Good Ivy Shop, like, oh, I can't touch the stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. they, they got their first job, got on the line the first week, ate a ton of chocolate. <laughs> like, this is amazing. I can eat all this chocolate. By the end of the first week, didn't eat yeah. more. And Good Ivy was like, great. All no, right. No, there, there were some others that said, this is your uniform for working here. And if you don't fit in anymore, you can't work <laughs> oh, here. Oh, I guess that's truly <laughs> the Italian way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, talk about the, the smells and the popcorn things. So, Subway. Yeah. Yep. has a specific odor yep. uh, to it, and uh, they're not a lot in malls. They've done a lot of things. But one of my bosses ate the same sandwich every day, and I would go get it for him. And so it had, oh. I I wouldn't go back there because it was just the same. <laughs> yeah. the, the, and it, I would smell it in the mall. Then I'd go to the office and smell it in the office. And I'm like, I don't want to smell that bread, whatever it is, from Subway for but, quite but don't some free time. But don't worry, free smells. So, you know, I guess that's, is, that the, is, that the Jimmy, is that the Jimmy John slogan, free smells? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about cafeterias. I'm old enough that we had cafeterias. And uh, there was one of them that went bankrupt. And when I was, it was in Richmond, they went bankrupt. We got the call that day saying they're shutting down all of them. And uh, they had been open for lunch. And then everyone was fired, and they just walked out. So they left all the food oh, in the steam yeah. tables. They left everything there. So my boss challenged me with going in and cleaning that all out. And back then, we didn't try to figure out how to clean the pans. Yep. If there was food in them, we just threw it out. Yep. And, and so we had this sitting there. And as it moved through the bankruptcy court, and eventually we got possession of it, they said, you know, try to sell everything. And for those of you who have been in the mall business, you know oh. that trying to sell fixtures or you know it, it, it any kind of real equipment yeah. yeah sometimes there's a little bit of a market for it but not often and when it comes to restaurant equipment if it's in place and it fits perfectly it's worth something if they're going to come back and make it a restaurant but if you're pulling out a, a you know a 12 foot stainless steel table which has value but only if you have a 12 foot space where you want to put the next one so um you know, I I brought in all these people to give me prices for, you know, we had 100 tables and 400 chairs, you know. It was a big cafeteria. It was just horrible. So yep. uh, I was calling people in, and, and I usually talked before I think. And I'm taking the first person <laughs> through. Think, and I think they told me, if you can get $3,000 for everything, just get it cleaned out so we don't have to pay anything. So I walk in with the guy, and he says, you know, what do you want to sell? And I said, everything. He goes, what do you want for? I said, don't know, because he was the first one. So we go buy this huge floor mixer. I mean, it's a, it's a mixer that sits on the ground. You know, it's a Hobart. The, the, the Hobart, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. You have to roll the, the thing into it. And he looks at that, and he said, uh, I'll give you 4000 for that. I'm thinking, keep your mouth shut. Said, okay. You know, and then there's a big meat slicer. And he goes, uh that's fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was all, right. all said and done. You're talking about language. Yeah, he he went and bought all this stuff. I mean, they thought I was a, a brilliant salesperson. They're taking people through, but this equipment was in good shape. And you know, if you have someone that needs it, then uh, then there's value. Yeah. There's value to it. So many of the of the built-in fixtures and you know the stainless steel sinks and stuff like that that you know it it just it, you're 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 begging people to come take it out and. Tables and chairs. I think yeah, we, deal we, with chairs is a dime a dozen, and you're oh. not, not getting any. It's mostly just please get them off my property. That's right. <laughs> please. That's right. I, I, if, but if, I think I still have some Johnny Rockets tables somewhere <laughs> somewhere around here in yeah, storage. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. No, no one wants them. Yeah. No nothing. one wants them. Well, and, and what's interesting with the evolution of, of the food court was like, you know, back in the day, like, there were malls that I remember that went like full thematic. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, like I think there was one in Kansas. I'm trying to think what market it was. I think it was Kansas, but um, 
seeing the glamorous pictures of the food court where they had like 57 Chevy benches, yep. you know, and you'd have, you'd sit in the front of the car to eat your, your nachos and, and, you know, and they had the, the whole fifties themes or, or, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, other, I mean, there's been other places where it's, where, where, you know, you're having this enriched experience of plants and jungles and, and all those other things. It's just, it, it, it was really about a cultural experience where you're going to the mall david have you anything like that well scottsdale mall uh here in town used to have the area where had elevated stage in the center every table had fresh flowers every day the staff that was working there was in tuxedo shirts wow i mean they were dressed and it looked it was an experience you were going there for a reason it felt like you were you were going out and and now we've changed that culture so much to this quick pickup shove in face and move forward <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah how fast can i get this food in me and get on with my shopping experience and so it was it was i remember like you know high school into college it was it was an event it was an event to go to the food court and eat and then go to shop uh and then we it, it segued less and less but then don you brought up a great point when you're in, sitting in the food court now there's the food court might be full but every person's looking at what their phone yeah, yeah. The interaction has just gone away. Where you had said you can remember going to food court on date. You were a big spender too, by the way. Evidently, yeah, yeah. 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 If you were there on a date, that was a big spender. You know. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, but uh, yeah, you see people now, and they're not even they're not even talking to each other. They're just on or. One of my favorite is watching them take the pictures, see the Instagram, and watch them flip their hair. And I have a lot of experience with that. And you know what the right <laughs> angle to uh, the right angle to get the best picture. You know to oh yeah yeah so uh, I, you you and your food yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. so uh, but uh, yeah it it it's very different now than from what it, what it was then. You know the other funny thing too is uh, food courts where you put them. I mean food courts I think oh, originally yeah. came about because it kept people in the mall longer. Uh, you know it was. It, it was a convenience, and you know there weren't all the fast food restaurants and that that you see now. What think about when malls started in the '60s and '70s? You know this was a new idea of, of lumping all these things together. So it was nice to go in and, and have all these choices because that way, Tommy didn't have to eat what Susie was eating. Right. And, you know you, oh, you could, you could make choices, and uh, you could keep an eye on them so you could actually give them the money and say go get yours. You know right because yeah. you, right. yeah. you, you were you were able to watch it. But um, when originally they didn't even have them like their own court and seating, it was like the dumbbell design where you had one anchor on one side, one anchor on the other, and you had a hallway with an entrance. And it was like, well, we put this one in, on the inline side, like for Orange Julius, like you said. Here's an Orange Julius at this spot, and here's an Orange Julius at this spot. And I remember hearing stories from my dad where he was like, I'm just trying to keep food off of the corners at my main court because I can get jewelry to give me a much higher rent, but all the leasing guys want to put food on the corner. It's like, no, I want food in a designated area near the food court. Now, now creating the food court, but, uh, but it was an interesting kind of shift because you, you didn't really create the area and then it became a designed amenity. Yeah. And the there's mall. always been the, about where does it go? You know, if you want to drive traffic up somewhere, you put a food court, had a mall in, um, in uh, Miami where they put the food court on the third level because wow. that way when they leaked, not only did you get the people uh, on the second level, but you got the people on the first level. First, it was my, a twofer. Went, yeah, I, went, yeah. I went straight operational. Oh. Yeah. And what's funny is uh, they had shot uh, at, when they were moving it up there, there had not been an elevator from the first floor up to the third floor because they didn't do that. But when they put the food court there, they wanted to make it easy for people that wanted to eat. So uh, they, and I'm not a, 
100% sure what they did, but they shot something up to get the right length to order this three-story, uh, and it was three inches too tall. Oh. Uh, so, oh, which, by the way, is better than three inches too short. This yes. is true. So, so, at the top of this one, there was a little ramp. So, when you got up, Wee. you were Wee. you were going down. <laughs> so, you know, you you were. But uh, three inches short would have been a much different problem Jump. than going Sucker. through. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, don't trip. Earn your lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you got to jump that last yeah. three climb, inches. Climb, yeah. friends, climb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they but, also created experiences within the food court, like at Metro Center, which is now being. Uh, imploded yeah finally after yeah. all that stuff there was the ice skating rink yep yeah but oh yeah and it had the food around it but then if you sat too close to it you froze you took a shot while you were trying to eat your hamburger <laughs> and, yeah. and uh houston had a similar format in one of their malls where there was the ice skating rink within right by the food so it was well, experience was it we had someone on from park meadows in colorado didn't we or they'd been yeah, there they, they had been the market major there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that food court was beautiful well and that food court was actually called the the dining hall because yes. it looked like and that was actually my favorite place to people watch was in that was that dining hall because you'd sit there and it was these huge massive high bays with these 10 or 15 really great restaurants but it's this massive you know dining hall lodge feel and you would sit there and you could just watch like a viking cathedral hall you know just look out and see everyone you know just getting their thing and circling and circling and circling it's it it's an impressive you know Dining hall. I, w I won't call it a food court just because I know the manager there, and she calls it the dining hall. So. You know, from from the operational standpoint too, unless you're in this industry, you don't really realize that when you have that many people and grease traps, and are they cleaning them or not? Uh, I think that if I, if my job was to stand on the street corner and beg for money, or my job was to empty grease traps, you'd see me on a street corner. <laughs> because Absolutely. that is the foulest smelling thing in the world. There is nothing about that. <laughs> no, nothing. There to, to your point, okay, so I was my first weekend as manager on duty at this job coming from the box. I'm standing. Uh, I get a phone call, uh, and they say, we have a problem out here in front of this restaurant. So I head over, and I'm like, whatever as i'm standing there and i'm looking at the ground the ground is now flowing with orange yellowish foam <laughs> coming out and the smell is so horrific i'm like what is this what is happening never seen it in my life i had no clue been, never been in the industry and never uh, want to see it again never <laughs> want to see it. and here comes uh my housekeeping team with a golf cart and in the back is just stacks of kitty litter and i'm like what are they doing? So I call <laughs> my operations <laughs> operations guy at the, and I said, Hey, uh, there's uh we're standing standing in front of this restaurant and this kind of thing goes, That gosh darn grease trap of so and so. It it didn't clean it out again. I'm like, Oh, that's from this really, really expensive restaurant it smells like this on the backside of it. I'm like, I'm never gonna eat there again. And so now it's an ever you just start learning more and more about restaurants. And I tell my friends, they like I said, they, I'm going to go here tonight. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Well, I'm going to get you a reservation over here. <laughs> you, you know, uh, these are things that only mean something to mall people or maybe restaurant people. But uh, So when you build out these stores, depending when your mall was built, there's either a master grease trap or sometimes you re require grease traps in the store that they have to clean and maintain, which is always a problem, sort of similar with cleaning vent hoods. Uh, and yeah. doing yeah. it correctly. Yeah. But uh, we kept having this main line that kept clogging, and so we went back to try to figure out what was going on because grease is grease. You usually can't tell, you know, 
is this is this pizza grease or yeah. is this Chinese grease? You know, you just can't tell. But uh, we we saw that our pizza people had taken out their grease trap, and oh, so we asked man. about it. It was just an under sink one, and it was supposed to keep the you know the main lines because they all they all flow into a main line. And and the owner was arguing with me that their pizza was greaseless, and they said everything comes in pre cooked. So the sausage came in pre cooked, and the and I said I see people sitting outside your your when they get your food and taking napkins and taking the grease off of it because cheese has grease in it as you met the, and you know the and he kept arguing with me that they had greaseless pizza <laughs> and I said you know I don't read a lot but I have to believe this would have been a story I mean this would have been would have been a modern weight loss miracle yeah the, the, <laughs> the medical um, uh, AMA would have written something about it about pizza's okay now because it's greaseless you know you can <laughs> the carbs are a little tough on the crust but everything else is perfect for you you know and uh, oh it was just it was mad and and <clears throat> I don't know if, if you've ever had to deal with a bullheaded tenant, but sometimes, uh-huh. you know, he just kept insisting, insisting, insisting that it was greaseless. And, oh, just your eyes roll back in your head after a while. Now, I, you know, I get calls in the morning when um, the usually the food courts are down below and then there's above. So the day they do. The smart ones are. The smart yeah. ones are on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. no, this, one was, on the bottom. this one is definitely there, yeah. but, you know, things rise. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they do the grease traps in the morning because we tell them between seven and nine only because we yeah, have for to get obvious it, it reasons has, has to yeah. air out. Yeah. But I mean, you just don't. If you're not in this world at all, in which a lot of us, a lot of people aren't out there, are, the odors that it emanates makes you wonder what you're eating every time. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's just the grease, and, and uh, I, I've seen. Some horrendous stuff uh, with the grease traps. Well, things. and then and then vent hoods and where they where they uh, empty out on the roof and then yes. it sucked into someone else's air conditioning. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, uh, so you got to extend a, you extend the pipe, pipe up so it goes beyond somebody else. And put a blower on it to get it up even higher. Oh yeah. We, we had a uh, we had a uh, pizza oven, uh, wood burning pizza oven, and uh, so it was the it was a. Let's see. It was a uh, Lane Bryant that uh, oh. all this was getting sucked into, and all their, all their uh, clothing in the store had this nice woody smell to it. <laughs> so very, very kind of a smoked yeah. campfire it's kind a of smoked feel. Meat selection. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all the guys are hanging out. I really like hey. these clothes, honey. You're well, wearing honey, this, this now. <laughs> yeah, I'll get in trouble with this one with my daughter or my wife when they listen to it. But it's sort of like the Victoria's Secret. Uh, uh, posters out front, you know, we'd get complaints, so I'd have oh, to go down man. and look at the posters to see if there were a problem. It's like, uh, what are you going to do with that one when you get rid of it? <laughs> the answer was always, no, get away. <laughs> we're calling security. Like, I am security, sort of, you know. But, uh, no. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Well, but, uh, that's funny on the Victoria's Secret posters because when I took over one mall, the uh, kitty train ride, the depot was in front of two of the largest murals you could find of Victoria's Secret. And it was like, hi, kids, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Look to your right. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Just like, oh, my goodness. In fact, I think I got the job because I was walking the mall with my, my future boss and the head of leasing. And we were walking around, and he goes, what do you think of that train depot? And I said, it's awfully close to Victoria's Secret. <laughs> he goes, good answer. <laughs> I got the job. So I was, like, you know, I was like, hi, kids, just come on in. Yeah, no, definitely don't look up the right side at all. Nope, moms don't care, I'm sure. Not a problem at all. Nope. <laughs> this is a little off subject and, and uh, maybe a little inappropriate, but we, uh, we used to have uh, the people that did surveys inside the mall because oh, yeah. everybody loved being approached by someone to do a survey. 
I mean, it's one of my favorite Best things. Best experience ever. The, the bottom of an escalator because you're trapped. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and with that said, at one place, uh, they would actually, I mean, I tried, uh, they were doing cranberry juice in a squeeze bottle. Much like ketchup in that, not cranberry juice, cranberry sauce. Oh, cranberry sauce. Okay. Which, by the way, was a good idea, but it never came out because when wouldn't you like cranberry on your turkey sandwich? But you don't want to open a can and waste a whole can. But there were certain things they'd say, "Hey, you want to make forty-five bucks? You know, take this home, use it for a week, and tell us what you think." So, you know, it, it, there was sort of a hub, love-hate relationship with them. But one day we got a call that someone had knocked out one of the <laughs> one of the uh, uh, survey surveyor <laughs> people that were trying to. Talk people into coming back into the, yeah, the into corridor. The corridor. Yeah, and you know, only thing that's in a worse space than a, uh, 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 one of those survey places is a mall office. Yeah, but they're they're never they're never a storefront. And uh, this guy had gone up and asked this lady if she was willing to make a hundred dollars, and they said, "What about?" And they said, uh, uh, "We have a product, and we need to talk to you about vaginal dryness." Oh, so so. <laughs> She said no, and that's when we started asking, what are you asking people today because we go through? And so she walked on, and this guy made some obscene gesture when she walked away behind his back, behind her back, not realizing that her husband was walking about 10 steps behind her. So he doesn't know what he said. He just knows that he talked to his wife. His wife walked on, and then he does a little flip-off motion. So he just goes up. Taps him on the shoulder, and when the guy turns around, he cold cocks him, knocks him out. <laughs> right across. Yeah. And I'm thinking, do we want to look for this guy? We didn't have CCTV back then, so we really, <laughs> we had witnesses. But yeah. it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to find them or not. But then we start going down and saying, we need to know what you're asking about today. Yeah. It's, it's one thing you want to come down and say, what insurance company do you like? But uh, I mean, but this, this came up the other day, that survey thing, and, you would, and it's, it would be in the food court. And you would walk up, and they would walk up to you, and you say, "Would you like to try something?" But then they would walk you away down these crazy corridors, and you're like, "I'm not coming back. <laughs> Am I'm, I gonna come I'm, back? <laughs> and what is this for again? Is he, take a left. I don't know. How much money? <laughs> yeah, well, remember, welcome to Willy Wonka's Chocolate yeah, Factory. Yeah, yeah. It was wee, but it was yeah. That was. Can you imagine us being yeah. able to try to do that today? Oh yeah, yeah was, no, it's done. no way. Yeah, now, now they do, now I've seen I've seen some where they actually have a little more of a storefront, and so you're not less on the crazy corridors, and it's and they still have someone out there kind of saying, "Hey, do you want to do something?" But then it's like, "Here, go to the office, fill out some paperwork, and you can see the whole office. You don't have to get hidden." You know, it's, but it's uh, no those those survey things were just kooky. And then you'd get uh, the favorite ones where the homeless would come in for ten bucks a week or ten bucks a day, depending on how often they could go in. And it's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll definitely give you the opinion <laughs> about uh, skincare removal, or whatever. It's fine. Yeah, just give me my ten bucks. I need a coffee." Like, it's like, you know, like, okay, so now we got these guys coming in. They're talking to you every day. Really good research. Really know your clients. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I can remember seeing some, uh, they were showing test commercials, and you were supposed to say, you, you had a little score pad that you wrote, you punched zero to ten about how you felt. Of, you know, did, did this person make you feel uncomfortable? Did this person make you feel, you know, and it's like. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to know your where you're getting the information from yeah but it's not but it's not bad because if you think about like in instances like that like you you know hollywood will get a focus group together on the east coast or the west coast and try and you know try and figure out do, do you like this ending of the movie do you like that into the movie you know and do you like this name or that name or whatever i mean heck footlocker did it and i think it failed miserably for him with the, the they had a brand called 602 which was yeah. literally spelled out six you had that colon, here. yeah, and yeah. then zero two, and 
around Arizona, that's a that's that's just me. Six oh two is is one Phoenix. of the area codes. Phoenix area code. Six oh two. So like so like so in in Chandler and Scottsdale. Everyone's walking up going, is this a Phoenix store? Like, this is weird. 602, is it from the west side? Like, this is weird. <laughs> you know. And it was essentially Lady Foot Locker, like if it had married Lululemon. You know, and yeah. it was designed about around Puma and Nike. And, and it was really a great little store. I mean, really cool stuff. Great shoes, great athleisure wear. And it was up, up and coming. But 602, and it was like. And so then one day, I was like, you know what? I went to the website. I went to the about. And I'm like on the page. And um, this is where I know the focus group failed was because 602 stood for the time of day in which a woman does something athletic or something active. 602? 602. 602 in the morning or 602 at night. And then I went back and looked at the store sign and I realized there was actually a clock (laughs) designed into it that just looked kind of frou-frou like some lines in a half circle. Wouldn't have known it was a clock. Still didn't understand 602. I mean, everyone's going, is that a zip code? Is that an area code? Is that – but no one could understand it. And sure enough, they opened, I don't know, a couple hundred stores. And then a couple years later, Foot Locker closed the entire line of stores. And it just was one of those ones where it's like, I don't know what focus group you used, but this name didn't work. You know, I feel their pain because they were just so clever. People didn't get it. And, and yeah. I find a lot of things I say are that way. It's just so clever. Uh, people don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's the, sarcasm, folks. If you yeah, can't pick yeah. that up, in my, in my, in my comments here. So, but uh, well, you know, go back into go back to food courts. I, I did want to mention one more thing. My my favorite thing outside of grease traps for food courts was all of the ones that were even the ones installed on the grade on 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 pad on the concrete uh, was depending on the age of the mall. You had cast iron pipes uh. installed underneath, and what everyone doesn't know is that. Soda, I mean, everyone knows, soda destroys everything. I mean, you use it to clean up blood. I think, you know, the Coca-Cola in the back seat of the police cars, right? But over the years, you have these huge pipes, all of them for the sewer lines, and those that Coke, you know, endless Coke product from, from cycling through, I mean, essentially eats away all yeah. that cast iron. And, and I've had so many tents that have had rain you know, not from the not from the drain cup or from the P trap or anything, but like from the like yep. just like and there the pipe went and it's like you have no warning. It's just like there it is, it's a hole and it's coming down and that's it. So it's you know I'm I'm, I'm repairing that as we speak. You have one right now, huh? Right huh? now, go it's figure. Uh, Thirty five feet worth. Are you able to reline it or are you have to dig it out? We're doing a reline, yep. which is a huge thing. That's a big it's win. It's yeah. a big win. Yeah. There was there was a mall in Vegas that I remember the story that I had heard from it was um, a tenant was building out, and so they were putting in a new um, they were putting in their new plumbing. Anyway, so and it was like a sixteen bay food court. I mean, it was big food court. Anyway, they went to open the floor, cracked it open to to get it, start jackhammering it out a little bit, only to realize it was a void underneath. It was a completely empty. Like the whole floor was completely suspended above nothing like dirt was 10 feet down like like there had been a leak underneath it and it had literally over the years never gone anywhere just eroded the dirt underneath and the best part was they opened it up and it didn't go through one space it didn't go through two spaces it went through the entire like western side Mm. like we're talking a million dollar hole like they started just keep going and then it was just pumping concrete and dirt into this hole to fill it up, and it went literally under all these active 
active uh wow active things. They, they, and it was i think it was i think in, in the end it was a million dollars to just go through and fix this i don't even know how long the leak happened but for years a decade of leaking God, that no one had ever you know but it's just crazy but these are the things that like no one knew until all of a sudden they opened up that floor because none of the other tenants had tr- changed over and they didn't have any pipe issues. So, well, that anyone was aware of, apparently. So, you know. Well, there was no leak because it was filling out this hole. Yeah, totally fine. It went, <laughs> it went, it went away. It just went away. I used to work for a company that uh, they had moved into a new building and their data center, this is when I was still in data processing, they uh, had built the data center on the first floor of a three-story building. And they moved in, and the data center back then, this, these were you know, all behind glass windows, and they were secure in that. And I got a call from one of the people I worked with and said, you need to come out here and see this. And I said, why? And they said, oh, just come out and see this. So I go out there, and there's all these trucks around it. I mean, there's a whole lot of activity going on. So I get in, and they, they had probably 30 feet of glass wall that you could see inside. And uh, fire, they were, had only been in the building a couple weeks. The fire alarm had dropped, and some of these systems, they don't pressurize the line until the fire alarm drops. So there was a six-inch connector where it was somehow not connected. Yeah. And so oh, there dear. was six inches of water just gushing out, and it washed out the foundation, and this whole slab in the computer room just fell. So in the old computer rooms, and maybe still today, they had false floors because all the cables and stuff ran underneath it. So this whole thing dropped. The computers dropped. There was a a coffee uh, line in the front where someone was standing out front and saw that happen. I think they they threw their coffee up so you saw it go up the window and up the ceiling. And (laughs) it just went through. And do you know how they got that that floor back up? Pumped in concrete. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they attach a play. I've done this at a couple centers, and it's amazing. How you can lift sections of sidewalk, or you can lift section of floors by that's oh yeah, insane. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and in the winter, actually in um, in Milwaukee, like in the northern climates, they'll actually do it. It's like I can't remember what they call it there. It's like mud and yeah. mud and your your sidewalk, but you know because because you'll have the heaving and everything that happens, and you just go in and they raise it up, and you can only do that once or twice, but they go in and yeah. do that and raise it. It's it's pretty neat neat trick. Well, you know, this would be, a, we, we need some operations people on to talk about it, but everything <laughs> from uh, yeah. the relining the pipes, I think I was one of the first ones in, in the company I was with last where we, we start doing it in a different part of the state and, or country, and then we start doing them everywhere, but I remember when I when I first heard someone talk about it, and I, you went on and looked at YouTube, and you said, really, that'll work? Yeah. And the answer is, it's crazy. It's incredible. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's my favorite on suspension suspended in the air uh, yeah, roof yeah. drain yeah. pipes because because you're like oh that roof drain is uh 85 feet in the air over nothing okay yeah no let's just line it that's great well, <laughs> for uh, for my current world it's that's going through whom oh yeah that's true i'm not touching that person yep. i'm not going to even tell that person because yep. those those names because they'll it'd just be horrible yep. yeah i can fix the problem with no one knowing that i was ever in that exactly. pipe versus telling 13 different legal entities to come get me yeah, yeah. and yeah. the way you used to it before was take up all that tile which or carpet which you yep. could never replace or match right, right. <laughs> ever and, and, yeah, and ever. it would take a long time and it's just a messy ugly process so yeah uh I've got some thoughts of operational people, but if you're listening and you're an operations person, you know, please reach love out. To, love because to chat for sure. There, there are some great, great oh. stories. And I tell you, some of the most creative people I know Absolutely. are operations people. Uh, we had one where the food court 
would have been shut down over Christmas, but they came up with a way to make it work. Those, and yeah. uh, trust me, if it had been up to me, that food court would have been shut over Christmas because <laughs> I wasn't smart enough. And yeah. involved bringing in a pumper truck to where they had all the stuff go into a truck. So it, it rotated out. They, I mean, wow. it, was, it was brilliant, and it was expensive, but it wasn't, wasn't as expensive as shutting down a food, food court for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, uh, that's, that's impressive. But uh, it's imp- it, when you get people who can figure that out and know what to do, that's like, wow, that's a – well, and, yep. you know, even coming along those operation lines, just just recently during the COVID uh, time frame, you know, we had malls where um, in some states we had to pull every single piece of equipment and or any, I mean, every piece of table or chair or anything like you couldn't sit and eat in the food court. You could pick it up and you could go outside, but you couldn't eat in the food court. So you had to come up with a place to store 800 seats and, yep. you know, 400 tables which the mall isn't designed to just store those somewhere, you know, or you'd chain them together or hook them off or, or, or you know, pipe and drape the whole area or whatever, whatever it was. And, and there were some really creative things done to, you know, we'd have to figure out how to get everything six feet apart or then or half the size or nothing at all. Or, you know, I mean, there was even one couple of jurisdictions where, like, if you sat down on the floor, which is – in and of itself, you know, problematic. But it, but if you sit down the floor with your to-go meal, you know, some some local police officer could come by and be like, "Hey, you can't eat on the floor in here. You got to go outside." And it's like operationally, that's just thrown thrown your way, you know. Well, and but, then in New York, you had to get their name and contact information. So if yeah. an outbreak, <laughs> I mean, if you if you think about that, I mean, it, yeah. And 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 I I tell you, I uh, yeah, there there's going to be stories out there for years and years, and and uh, like I said, I'm sure some people are listening can add some of the details to this and, and stuff that we haven't even thought about. Oh, yeah. uh, do know a little bit about some of your challenges during it, and yeah. everybody in the world had a product that you needed to have to oh, to the sprayers. Yes. Oh uh-huh. yeah, the UV lights that would just yep. that you could install underneath your escalators to clean the yep. the, just the, just the handrails. Those, I see those signs for it at. Uh, Airports, uh, yeah, airports. airports. A lot of them, yeah. a lot of them went right into it to invest in a simple inv- investment. And it would, you know, UV light clean the clean the handrails and and misters were as precious as gold at that time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, the electric, was electric enough, electromagnetic yeah. sprayers. Electric, Heck yeah, yeah. Electric, yeah. So I know we're probably getting close on time, but uh, so one story each of the the worst food court or food court tenants uh, escapade with uh vermin oh with vermin so i'll start with mine i'm on the opposite side of the food court in the morning at a table meeting with uh, a couple of police officers in the area and so i'm facing across and i can see into this restaurant uh which i will not eat at and uh now and there's a (laughs) there's a woman that you can see in the back window moving violently around in the back with a towel (laughs) and then off to the side and then coming out of the front and i didn't know she could do this but she came over that counter (laughs) and was on the other side screaming bloody murder and so it made me stop with the police the police got up too because they thought there's a woman screaming there's got to be a reason so we all shimmied on over there and we like Ma'am, what's what, are you okay? And she goes, No, there's a huge rat in the kitchen, and I tried to hit it with my towel, and it bit the towel, and I swung it into something else, and I don't know where it is now. 
good, so good, we good sent, catch by so, the rat. Yeah, so who do you send in? The operations manager. <laughs> go, so. go find it. Go find it. And we we, we did trap it, but it, it was one of those moments. And the officers still to this day, they're like, we're not eating there. And is she okay? I'm like, yes, she's okay. She's Traumatized, like, <laughs> but she's okay. You know, uh, the now see, a good awesome. operations manager would have just brought in some cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. To get the strays from over here. Can you bring them over here? <laughs> yeah, we're going to release, release the hounds. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't know if I have any. I mean, we have had mouse problems before. Usually the problem is uh, as much smaller of the, of the roach type. And the sad thing about it is is all you need is one oh, uh, tenant that's yeah. not – keeping up with their exactly. with their program and then the other thing I that's the nice thing is that, the, that as a mall we require all the tenants to do their own pest control yeah. and then we do our own on top of that to get to it so so there is a lot of counterbalancing and protections which is great but one tenant decides to to yeah. take a reprieve and suddenly well yeah. and you know that goes back to something we were talking about before we were on the air and that is one of the things that make malls successful was the consistency and the ability that you have through a lease to enforce rules across the board now they don't always do it willingly yeah but at least you have those tools right. and if you're in a if you're in a downtown area and, and you have a restaurant and you're next to someone else and someone else isn't doing it what do you do i mean you know you can't can't do it in here. Yeah, each building has their own control yeah. and their own own free will. But uh, and then uh, I'd hate to pop anyone's bubble, but sometimes when they bring in those those uh, boxes of uh, yep. fruit or vegetables and that, uh, I've heard tales that maybe occasionally there may be something living in those boxes yep. that uh, that go through. But but you know when it, I've never had a really bad, um, you know when you when you see the stories where you know, people get sick, you know, 100 people. Are, believe it or Never not, that, e- yeah. even some of these things where we talked about, well, I wouldn't eat there. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've i never had an outbreak in 40 years that was nice. traced back yeah. to, a, you know, yeah, this was this was ground zero. So, but, uh, yeah, you got to keep on it because yeah. you, you don't and have how, that How much. many years have you been doing this? 40, 40. 40. And then I've only done this five, and I've got two. <laughs> so I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> you're, ba- you're batting well. Yeah. Well, you three, need to, three times the charm. You, yep. just need to, you just need to be a better manager. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Trying, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Clearly. Well, Clearly. guess what? Neither one of those tenants <laughs> but, but are no wait. longer there. Yeah, so you're good. Reason. So you're good. Uh, you know what, though? I look at your mentor, and I understand how you have oh, yeah, <laughs> Call me. I can help. I can help. Yeah. Thank you, Don. I'm going to be calling you now. <laughs> well, I, I think for me, I had, uh, I had one once where there wasn't any issues from a cleanliness standpoint in the restaurant or whatever, but they were just going like, we can't figure out why we've got we've got a rodent thing going on. We we've got traps down here, and we're trying to get some things figured out, and they they couldn't figure it out. And then we started getting messages around the center, like upstairs they're having a rodent issue in this storage area, or way over here on the other side of the mall we're having an issue. Well, that particular mall had a, a raceway that you could you know yeah. get on get on, the, get on the so so we're we're trying to track the north side of the mall. And okay, nothing's there, but we've got a few activities. Okay, and then we're going to the south side of the mall, and there's a little activity, but then we go over by this other tenant that that, that that then called us and was like, hey, we're having some issues, but we can't really figure it out. Well, they had a good pest. They had a pest control company. I won't say good. They had a pest control company, and they had trapped everything in the back room, in the front areas, you know, the kitchen area, make sure everything was good. They're still having this activity. They can't figure it out. Well, that's because they weren't trapping in the ceiling. Yeah. Which is where all of the rats were living is yeah. they were in the ceiling and then they would come down and eat at night and then they'd go back up and sleep and then they would go along the conduit 
and they would then show up in some other place where they're like, oh, storage for food, fantastic, you know. And everyone was cycling their food and doing what they're supposed to do and have and doing the pest control, but they couldn't figure out where this infestation Absolutely. was coming yeah. from. And like we're literally bringing it down. And my ops manager was really great because he's going, well, I brought in the guy over here and I over here, and then we found this, but there's nothing there. There's no activity here. There's no activity here. We're like slowly bringing it in, and then finally it's like, oh. And we walked in, and then sure enough, we're like, why don't we send our pest guy into there? And just do a little look-see around, and he's like, well, they totally missed this entire area. <laughs> so he's like, I put a couple of these special traps that will send me a notice. And oh, he's yeah. like, ding, got one. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, so so it, it wasn't bad from a cleanliness standpoint, but it was just like one area, and then it was infiltrating just random pieces throughout the mall. We're just going like, we don't have any real issues, but we're getting – suddenly there's this popping up. We're going, is it just because it's cold outside or is it just because it's this or is it construction from over here? But that's on the opposite side of the mall. And why – I mean, but it was just one one little area that wasn't being treated and the rats had gotten smart enough to figure out like, well, if we're not going to eat down there because there's traps, we're going to eat somewhere else. So we'll just come back here to sleep. <laughs> can, can I throw in one more story yeah, for you? Yeah. It's, it's not about rodents, but uh, you know, part of the problem uh, you have with a mall is at night – there are people that are always working there, whether they're cleaning oh, yeah. or yeah. stores. A lot of times they're doing inventory at night, so there's people inside the mall coming and going. I, got, I remember one night I got a call from the police department saying someone was locked in their store. Oh, come yeah. down, <laughs> and I went down. In fact, I called David's store, actually, yeah. and told him he, he had somebody yeah. locked in there. And he broke On oh, my anniversary dinner. Oh, and on your anniversary <laughs> dinner. Yeah. yeah, and they had to hand me the key out so I could open the gate from the outside. And, I mean, it was a, it was a nothing <laughs> event. But we had this one tenant that had those uh, – those slushy machines, you know, the, yeah. the free, where not, oh. not a slushy machine like you, but the ones where the, you, you not see, the icy, but yeah, you can where you see, see it, it turning, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, and the, the oh, products God. in there. And so they kept saying someone's stealing our product at night, and we said, mm, you don't think so. So um, she just kept insisting, and what they were doing is they were putting a mark where it was when they left. So you know, if they just take a little marker and put it, and so this is before we had cameras. This is how long ago it was. So I took my own camera from home. And I set it up across the way. Didn't tell anyone oh that I was setting this. So good. And I just, I just, you know, put it on the on the storefront so I could just watch it. I could see who was going over the counter. And I didn't even tell them I was doing. It. I said, "Well, let me know if you have any more trouble." So we did this a couple of days, no problems. Every day I was setting that up and I'm recording. And they came in one day and said, "It happened again last night. Someone got us." So we went back and looked at the tape. And those slushy machines, the way they're designed, is they have to. Uh, freeze occasionally but they can't freeze all the time otherwise it would get solid so it would be at a certain level so the days they marked it where it was at the at the highest level and then you know it would melt a little bit and it may drop a quarter inch and then the oh. freezer would kick back on yeah and so i had to show them here is last night i mean there's, there's a timeline no one ever goes over your counter and that's when she realized how it was is that just the freeze thaw cycle changes the changes the level Whoa. So I cleared everybody in the mall. Yeah, so, nice. That, that's right. So, so no, nobody was climbing over and just doing the, the 7-Eleven <laughs> dive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Well, and, and detective work. So, you yeah. know, hey, as, as a GM, you have All to hats. be both detective. Yeah, right. You have All to be hats. a little bit of Batman. A that's little right. bit of Batman because you don't skip leg day. You know, that's just <laughs> yeah. how, how it works. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Well, this Very has been good. a delightful conversation. Starting with the food courts was totally fun, and then uh, and working around all the way to slushy stealing. So that's, that, is, that, is totally, that is totally good. Um, that might be the name of this podcast: slushing stealing. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh. But uh, thank you very much, David, for joining us again. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. 
And we're we're just grateful to have uh, listeners and have the fun and and hopefully you enjoy the stories and we'll uh, you know we just love telling the stories and it's just hey, a lot of reach fun. Reach out. We'd love to have you on. We'd love operational stories. We'd love retail stories and uh, always we'll take management stories or marketing stories. Well, just a lot you know a little bit of the crazy it goes a long way. It's Very always good. a lot of fun. All right. Thank you all for listening with us and uh, we'll catch you next time.